0: To the Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast, let's join our geeky hosts on this week's episode.
1: And welcome to another episode of Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast, the podcast where the geeks drink a beverage or three or five. We, we just get properly lubricated. <laughs> whistles. <laughs> we get properly lubricated, and I only say that because we didn't say lubricated last week.
2: We did not say lubricated last <laughs> week. <laughs> or moist. <laughs>
1: Um, did you notice how I've been hashtagging lubricated on every TikTok? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, welcome to our podcast, we're talking about our Geek Topic of the Week, and I'm your host, Matt. I'm Adam. Alright, before we jump into this week's discussion, because we're off the rails, um, let's talk about where you can find us. We are on all social media platforms. I almost said Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> Facebook. Instagram, we're on Tinder, Twitter, <laughs> we're on Grinder, Only Farmers, <laughs> Christian Mingle. <laughs> I think we've been canceled by Christian Mingle. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, so we're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Discord, TikTok, at Geek Drink Pod. Yes. Um, you know, on Discord, we're talking. We, we have threads going on current geek topics like Last of Us, Ant Man. Um, also, our topic of the week. Um, And then on all the other social media platforms, you can find a link to our episodes, as well as some fun memes that we've curated uh, for each episode. Um, And with that being said, let's talk about our drink of the week.
0: Yes. Time to grab your beverage. And join along as the geeks discuss the drink of the week.
1: Alright, so Adam, this week I brought to us the Colorado, The Coloradin. From westbound and down out of Lafayette, Colorado. Okay.
2: I never heard of them.
1: Really, um, I see them a lot. They have a satellite brewery in Idaho Springs. Okay. Uh, this is a Mexican style lager. Oh, I love a Mexican lager. Uh, you and me both. And it's a five percent by volume. Do you know this it's kind of like
2: it's kind of weird, like being a Mexican. Like <laughs> <laughs> they've perfected the lager. Yes, we have. I mean, they are
1: great. I, we, I was at a um, a sweet sixteen party yesterday, mm. and you know, Bud Light, Coors Light was flowing. But since it's the Mexican side of my family,
2: a lot of Modelo was just out there. I do like Modelo Pacifico. Uh, yep. Tecate. <laughs> Ticate. <laughs> <laughs> all right, cheers. Nope, cheers, brother. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, it's very smooth. That's that's the beautiful thing about a Mexican lager is it's just easy to drink.
1: Yeah. It's a good all around
2: season beer, but it's a great summer beer. Oh yeah. That's this would be great, like going paddle boarding or Oh like yeah, a especially it's a pint. Yeah. <laughs> we got pints right here. It comes in pints? It's the only I see I'm it getting is. one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Alright, well now that we've wetted our whistle, we've lubricated our, our mouth hole. Um, it's time to talk about our geek topic of the week.
0: What are the geeks going to talk about this week?
1: And if you listen to last week's episode, we are doing something a little different this month. Um we're doing March Madness, but geek style. Yes. So we're doing a geek madness bracket.
2: Geek March Madness. Yeah. March March of the Geek Madness. <laughs> yeah, Geek Madness. <laughs> I don't March know. March of the Geek. Uh, so
1: last week we did a bracket. Um, we each picked our top eight movies and we pitted our picks against each other until we got to the end. One of Adam, one of mine. So if you haven't listened, go back and listen to last week's episode. And then you still, voting is open to vote on the best movie from the Geek Drink Bracket. Raiders of the Lost Ark versus Big Fish.
2: Yes, that's where we ended up, apparently. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, this is last week's episode if you want to see how we ended up with the Raiders of the Lost Ark versus Big Fish. Yes. Um, so, this week, we're going to stay on the screen and we're going to go TV. Yes. So, we're doing a TV bracket this week. Um, I'll start, Adam. I kind of started the bracket in no particular order. We did a random number generator. To pitch our pick our matchups that way we don't have easy versus a hard matchup. Sometimes we get some. But actually, this
2: makes it a very random matchup. It does, but it kind of makes it more fair. I guess.
1: Yeah. I'm not having the thing I'm most passionate against the least passionate. Yeah. Okay. So I've got in the first round Smallville versus The Clone Wars, Game of Thrones versus How I Met Your Mother, Deep Space Nine versus House of Cards. And Band of Brothers
2: against Futurama. And Adam, your bracket? Yeah, so I have uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine versus Firefly. Buffy the Vampire Slayer versus River Monsters. <laughs> Friends versus Last Week Tonight with John Oliver. And then South Park versus Peacemaker. And I think I'm the only one that picked some like more... Non-fiction shows. Yeah, what's the only non-fiction show you picked? Well, I picked two. <laughs> last okay, week, Tonight, in River Monsters. Okay, that's okay. Um, so, Adam, why'd you pick what you picked? Um, so, again, like, from last week, I, I wanted to pick ones that we weren't going to kind of rehash again. Like, obviously, I love Avatar The Last Airbender and Legend of Korra, and I just didn't want to, like, we've already talked all about them. Yeah. Um... But I wanted to pick ones that I enjoy that we haven't talked about. Okay. Um, so that's kind of where I ended up with them. Okay. And then also like ones that again, I can continuously watch without uh, like I can just be like, oh, whatever mood I'm in, I can <laughs> put this on. Okay, so And so I kind of went
1: a little bit along the themes I went with last week with the movies, I picked shows that A, I can watch over and over again without tiring of them, but also things that happened during pivotal moments of my life mm-hmm. um, and, and how it kind of struck me as um, where it was in my life. Mm-hmm. Each each series actually is kind of I've never seen them overlap in terms of what I was watching currently. Okay, um, So that's kind of how I curated my list. Um, and I kind of wanted to have a little mixture of comics and sci fi and fantasy and political thriller and comedy. So I try to cover the gambit a little bit. Mm-hmm. All right. So Adam, I'll go ahead and jump off this you week go since, you, since you started last week. Um, my first matchup is Smallville versus the Clone Wars. Okay. So um, <laughs> we talked a bit about last week when I had Man of Steel as one of my matchups. Smallville is the quintessential teen drama for, for Superman. Um, and I watched it as it came out. Um, and the reason I put this on the list is because when I started watching Smallville, um, in season one, Clark Kent is a freshman in high school. And when it came out, I was a freshman in high school. Mm-hmm. So kind of... I wouldn't say mirrored my life because I don't have superpowers. I'd probably be dead and in jail because <laughs> I abused my powers. Um but the teen drama kind of spoke to me as a freshman in high school. Um and unfortunately for the series it never went away through the ten seasons. Yeah, that's where I like
2: I had to sign off. Yeah. I was like, I'm done. <laughs>
1: um but it it was for me it was just a fun exploring Superman Without him ever putting on the suit and tights. And that was the big rule of the show. No no tights, no flight. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't wear the Superman suit until the last scene of the last episode of season 10. Yeah, And in, fun fact, it's actually the Brandon Routh suit he hmm. wore. Um, so, um, for those of you who haven't watched it, I mean, it's 10 seasons. It's quite a grind to get through 217 episodes. But... If you like Superman mythology, they cover the Gambit, um, everything from his relationship with Lex Luthor, uh, played by Michael Rosenbaum, who did a great job. Yeah, with he
2: was—he was probably one of my favorite um, parts. And then the guy who played uh, Lionel Luthor. Oh yeah. Him, um, uh, who I, actually? Kidding. Yeah, he made two appearances in DC movies. He was in. The Batman and Robin movie. Mm-hmm. He played a small role in John Glover. Yeah, John Glover. Yeah, he uh, played a small role in the Batman Robin movie and got killed by Poison Ivy. And then he appeared in this. Yeah, actually, another fun uh, fact about that: Annette
1: O'Toole, who plays Martha Kent, mm-hmm. um, Superman's mother or human mother, played Lana Lang in the Superman movies. Oh, really? Yeah. So another fun. Fact about that. Hmm. But, I mean, a pretty decent name cast. You've got Tom Welling as Clark Kent.
2: Wasn't he, like, super, like, much older than oh, the Oh, yeah, they the all cast? were. He was,
1: like, 23, 24, playing a 15-year-old, 16-year-old. Oh, there you go. But that's pretty standard in TV. <laughs> yeah. Um, Michael Rosenbaum we talked about. You have um, John Schneider from Dukes of Hazzard playing Jonathan Kent. Yes. Sam um,
2: Jones the third playing Pete Ross, mm-hmm. who... I think he got let go from the show cuz he was like selling pills or something. Yeah,
1: and he he was having a lot of issues because he wanted a bigger part for his character and the the writers were like you're not that big a part of the DC universe. You're yeah. just you're Clark's friend. You're yeah. not you're not <laughs> Superman. Um, Alison Mac. Mack oh also another person
2: what? that got in a lot we, of trouble. We can pick
1: a lot of controversial people. Uh, yeah, we. Alison Mack and yeah. the don't, don't don't do that
2: Nexium Nexium
1: yeah. <laughs> um, and then you've got Erica Durance came in later played Lois Lane. Um, she has been in the new Superman or the the Supergirl TV show. She played um, Supergirl's mom oh, okay. in that show. Um, Aaron Ashmore. So he is the brother
2: to Sean Ashmore Ashmore
1: from X-Men. Yes. He He played Iceman. Yeah,
2: he was uh, Iceman in X-Men. And so, yeah, Aaron Ashmore is his younger brother. You've got uh, Samuel Witwer. Um, So
1: for those of you who don't know, and I'll talk about it in my next part of this bracket, Clone Wars. He is a prolific voice actor. He plays Emperor Palpatine. He plays. Oh yeah, yeah. he
2: was. A, he played Star Killer and Force Unleashed. Force um, Unleashed. He was in Battlestar
1: Galactica. Yep. There's a show I watched a little bit of. I'm trying to think. Being Human. Mm-hmm. Um, on Sci Fi Network, where it was a, a ghost, a werewolf, and mm-hmm. a vampire all living in a house together. Yeah. Um, kind of a teen drama that. Yeah.
2: Not as funny as what we do in the shadows. No. Oh, that would have been a good <laughs> one to put on the list, but whatever.
1: And then uh, Justin Hartley. Um, For those of you who um, have significant others who like sappy TV shows, he's been in uh, This Is Us okay as one of the main characters. So, I mean, for me, like I said, this was a show I grew up on. I watched all ten seasons. It's the only TV show that I own the entire ten seasons from. Um, (laughs) Only show. Um, I watched it in first run... Every week, I even, and this will date us, I VHS recorded it if I couldn't make it to, to watch it on time. Um, and this is going up against the Clone Wars. So, Adam, I know you haven't really seen too much of the Clone Wars.
2: I've seen a little bit of yeah.
1: it. Yeah. I mean, it's a rough watch at the very beginning. It's, it's, the animation is a little rough. Um, I know they had a pretty big budget issue, so they had to reuse a lot of character models for background characters um but as the tv show grew it really i mean it it jump started the entire animated universe for star wars now you've got rebels you've got the bad batch you saw ah- ahsoka's coming out ahsoka which will be a live action mm-hmm. you saw tales of the jedi which is that same animation style yes um they borrowed a lot from uh the 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 little shorts they did the clone wars shorts mm-hmm. with a uh, What's his name who did Dexter's Laboratory.
2: I forget his name, yeah. but those ones were awesome. <laughs> they were great. Um oh,
1: Gendi Tartovsky,
2: Yes. So
1: Dexter's Laboratory, Powerpuff Girls, that kind of animation yes. style. So they kind of retained Samurai that Jack, look. I think. Samurai Jack, yep. They retained that look from that animated show he did briefly. But for me, I mean, it was a great way it and it's it's famous for George Lucas to retcon some choices he made in other movies to to provide context, so if you were not a big fan of Episode Two and Episode Three and Anakin's journey to the dark side, this show fills that gap perfectly in showing how Anakin becomes more powerful, becomes that very powerful Jedi scene in *Revenge of the Sith*, but also his fear of loss because throughout the series he's got his padawan, Ahsoka. Um, he loses her not in terms of dying, but she's at the in one of the later seasons she's accused of bombing the Jedi temple even though she didn't do it and they finally prove her innocence but because everyone doubted her she leaves the Jedi because she's disillusioned with them but she stays on the light side of the force <laughs> mm-hmm. and it, it hits Anakin hard because that was his Padawan that was someone he was training to become a Jedi mm-hmm. um, Obi-Wan Kenobi was great um, Very the voice actor who played Obi-Wan Kenobi did a great job of emulating Ian McGregor and humor that you know, that wan Kenobi can kind of have in his, mm-hmm. in his role. And this is where you get um, introduced to some characters now we've seen live action. Cad Bane from Book of Oba Fett. Mm-hmm. Um, you've seen, obviously, all the clones. Um, Ahsoka. So, some of the big name characters are starting to come, play roles in live action that yeah. you've seen.
2: Don't you get to see that one... Uh, what's the the Mandalorian lady? Oh, Bocutan. Yeah, Bo-Katan. and she's played by uh, the
1: same actress voice actor. Oh, nice. And Kaylee Sackhoff. Yeah, Kaylee Sackhoff. She played them both. And um, John Favreau actually did voices for the same character he's playing in The Mandalorian as oh, well. Nice. In that in that family. So a little bit of that it brings back Darth Maul into the fold. Mm-hmm. Um, so what that Sam.
2: Sam Witwer, yeah. He pl- he did that he, voice, too. He, yeah, he did. <laughs> Every so, voice in Star Wars is played by he, him. <laughs> he does a great Palpatine. Um. So, I'm going to have to pick here. Yeah.
1: And I'm going to go with Clone Wars. Ooh, surprising. I just think it's overall the better series. All right. All right, Adam. So, we're going to start over. your first pick. Are you first matchup? Yeah. Brooklyn Nine-Nine and Firefly.
2: Yeah. So, uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine is a comedic series uh, with uh, a very big cast of, like, you got Andy Samberg, you got Stephanie Beatriz, Terry Crews, um, you got uh, Andre Brower. It's a kind of a cop comedy. So they all work in this one station and they're it's they're all kind of trying to get things done and so Andy Samberg plays this kind of loose with the rules detective <laughs> and Detective Peralta Detective Jake Peralta and then um Andre Brower plays uh Captain Holt um who is very stoic but also gay gay and like <laughs> there's there's some stuff with that and then like you have like Stephanie Beatrice who played uh who was in Encanto beautiful singing voice yeah well and like the funny thing about that i guess is she plays a completely different character oh, okay. from Rosa yeah and me bro
1: she's so just
2: tough yeah she's very intimidating. like this is what i'm going to do and like very straightforward but it's kind of all this whole thing of this, like, misfit group of cops. And, yeah, they're solving crimes. They're doing things. But it it's really one of those uh, TV shows you can kind of pick up at any point. It doesn't really, like, some story stuff follows through. But, yeah, but it doesn't really, you don't need to know, like, the whole backstory no. or anything, so it's like you don't need to No, oh, it's I, I gotta watch this. you can just watch one episode here and there and it really yeah. doesn't Or pick up change anything. Exactly. So um yeah so it's it's a fun show, really great writing. Um Andre Brower I have to say is one of my favorite actors. You know, I loved him in
1: the mist. Did you see yeah, that one? It was good in the mist. I know you haven't seen it and I recommend you check it out. Um it's called um Oh, I can't think of it. It has Andre Brower, Scott Bakula, and Ray Romano. Hmm.
2: Quantum leap. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. No. No. Men of a certain age. Men of a certain age. I'll have to check that yeah, out. Yeah, it's um, fun.
1: It's kind of guys in their 50s and 40s mm-hmm. all have midlife prices and they're all best friends. Okay. And Andre Brower plays an overweight car salesman who's trying to prove it to his dad who owns the dealership.
2: Mm-hmm. So um, and then the other one I have Firefly. Now, <laughs> we just talked about Serenity last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. So this is this is up there in terms of my favorite TV show. Uh, Joss Whedon, Tim Miner um, uh, wrote um, this show. And yeah, it's, wrote and produced. It's pretty much a sci-fi western action thing. Fourteen episodes, it's only fourteen episodes. It didn't last long, and Fox kind of aired them in the wrong order. <laughs> um, so damn you, Fox! <laughs> um, but you have an amazing cast, like we said before, like Nathan Fillion, Alan Todiak, Gina Torres, uh, Maureen Barkinon, uh, like in um, Adam Baldwin, um, and it's just this uh, really heartfelt show about like ensemble. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about a crew that's just trying to make their way in the galaxy. And uh, <laughs> that's like they do bad stuff, they do good stuff, but it's pretty much that most of the time they're this like kind of thieves with hearts of gold, like if you will. Like they're not horrible people. Um, generally, they do kind of what's right. Um, the main characters of Mal and Zoe they fought in this resistance against um, a a alliance kind of mm-hmm. universal government because uh, they wanted to be independent so they called them the independents or the browncoats and <laughs> so um, they lost the war and so it's all about them just trying to find a way. And then they pick up some passengers and they get a little bit more than like what they bargained for. Um, but because they're kind of... They are decent people. They tend to do the right thing. But uh, definitely if you like sci-fi and you like westerns and you like them mixed together, <laughs> it's it's great. So... Um, that's just kind of my normal interpretation of it. But, um, I will, I will not spoil anything and just, there's (laughs) a lot of mystery. There's a lot of action. There's a lot of comedy. There's drama. It's just, it, it's pretty much, it's like everything you could want from a TV show. And they just put it all in a blender (laughs) and gave it to you. KVT in 14 episodes, one movie.
1: Yep. Alright, Adam, so here's a tough choice for you. It's Firefly.
2: Okay. <laughs> it has to be. <laughs>
1: so, fun fact real quick, I'll back it up to when you're talking about Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Andre Brower, mm-hmm. did you ever... I'm sure you watched the um, DC Animated Universe um, TV shows like Superman,
2: yeah. Batman, Justice League... So, Andre Brower is Dark Side. Oh, really? Yep. Oh, that'd be good to see. Like, yep. I, which one? It was Apocalypse. Oh, in the... In, in the Apocalypse, in, sorry. Okay, yeah. gotcha. But it's the same other voice actors. But gotcha. yeah, yeah Great Dark Side. I, I can imagine. I mean, he's he's got a great voice, and he's just a delightful actor. <laughs> and especially, he does, like, very deadpan in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. So, all right. What's up for you, Matt? Like we Game got... of Thrones and, and how, how I, I met, I met, your, met mother. your mother.
1: Oh, all right. Well, we're going to start with Game of Thrones. Um, say what you will about how the season ended or the series ended. It was a great show. Um Sean Bean, Sophie Turner, Richard Madison. Can you even say Sean Bean's the lead in it? He is in the first season until his head's chopped off. Just a little bit. (laughs) Kit Harrington. Um, Oh, what's what's his name? He's really. uh, I don't want to say the word, but. Oh, Peter Dinklage. Yeah, Peter Dinklage. (laughs) (laughs) Amelia Clark. Amelia Clark. Um, Huge, huge cast. Lena Headley, Hetty, who we talked about a couple weeks ago, in um, Hot Fuzz. Yes. Or, no. No. Did we talk about her? We did. We brought her up.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I'm have to
1: look now, because this is going to drive me nuts. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's a huge, huge movie. Yeah. And then we didn't talk about her because of that. We,
2: we brought her up because she was in a movie...
1: I can't think of it now.
2: Yeah. Well, she w- she was in 300. <laughs> oh, The
1: Jungle Book. We talked about The Jungle Book, the 94 version. Oh, yes.
2: That was That's it. That's what it was.
1: Um, so, I mean, for those of you who don't know, go back and watch it. It's eight seasons of 99% of the time, great TV. Mm-hmm. Um, 1% what the hell are they deciding on? Um, I think the only issue I had with Game of Thrones was that and it's not so much their fault, it's more um, the fact that they were trying to follow the books as much as they could. Mm-hmm. But at a certain point with TV, you outpace the book, especially if they're not finished yet, or finished being yeah,
2: written. Isn't he still... He's still working not, on book yeah. five. <laughs>
1: um, it's been like eight years, nine years in the making now. Yeah. Um, so George R. R. Martin, come on. Let's, let's speed it up a little bit. <laughs> um, great TV show. Um, it really was the first of these... TV shows that everyone in the country, everyone in the world was tuning in for. Um, The first season or two wasn't as huge of a hit as the later seasons became. Um, I didn't even start watching it until season four or five. Um, And the only reason I started watching the first few seasons was my wife, um, then girlfriend at the time, got bronchitis and watched the first three seasons. Like, you need to watch this. And I was like, I don't know. I'm not big into the fantasy scene. Like, I like Lord of the Rings, but I'm not really into fantasy past that. And then I got pneumonia, and she forced me to watch it. <laughs> um, and I fell in love with it. Um, and so that's going up against How I Met Your Mother. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> Very fair matchup here. Yeah. Uh, going against, uh, I mean, another big name cast. You've got Bob Saget uh, as the narrator. Mm-hmm. You've got. Rest in peace. Yeah, uh, you've got Jason Siegel, Kobe Smulders, Neil Patrick Harris, Allison Hannigan. Who's going to come up in one of your series here yes, yes, shortly? Yes, 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 yes. Uh, Josh Radnor, who really hasn't done much since this. Um, I really liked How I Met Your Mother, and I didn't another show I didn't discover till it was like halfway through its run. Um, I just was bored and watching it on Netflix. Um, I really liked it because you didn't see a lot of comedy shows where you had to kind of... You could could pick and choose what episodes you wanted, but there's some jokes Mm. that they started in season one and then pay off until season six. Um, Also, another show that didn't end (laughs) as well. I actually did like the ending. Okay. Um, They were going to end a season earlier, and if it ended there, it would have been really weird. Mm -hmm. Um, I like how season... I like how the series ended in season nine, where you got to meet the mother earlier on in the season, and... Most of season 9 is told in flashbacks. Mm-hmm. And it takes place over a weekend. Um, but you kind of get flashbacks. And spoiler alert, you learn that he did meet the mother. And she dies of cancer. And so she's already dead by the time he's talking to the kids. Yeah. Um, so, kind of a interesting plot twist. You didn't see that coming until towards the end. Mm-hmm. But I really did enjoy the route it went. Because, you know... I like serialized kinda of stories and even though it wasn't hundred percent serialized like other shows are, it definitely had some payoff if you watched beginning to end. Mm-hmm. Alright. So now I've gotta pick
2: Yeah, what's what's <laughs> what's it gonna be? Oh jeez. This is a tough one. You either go for the uh the depressing show or <laughs> the slightly, The funny show. The funny show. You know,
1: I I have to go Game of Thrones, okay? Uh, just because I think, in terms of story and cultural impact, it,
2: it, it takes a cake there. Mm-hmm. All right, Adam. All right, we're so, moving on to a very interesting matchup. Yeah, so it's Buffy the Vampire Slayer versus River Monsters. So. Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the second Joss Whedon (laughs) show I have on my bracket. Um, Starring uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar. Kind of, one of the things that uh, I always loved about um, Joss as a writer, creator, director, is he was always very... uh, He always knew how to write, like, Female characters Mm -hmm. is very strong. Um, And this was actually probably one of the first shows I started watching, like religiously, if you will, like trying to catch it anytime I could. Um, So it's pretty much Buffy Summers moves to a new town. She is the legendary vampire slayer. Um, She's the chosen one based off of a uh film uh that came out what what 92 '92. um doesn't have a lot to do with that one but uh it's pretty much she's like this cheerleader girl who discovers she has abilities um like she's stronger she can fight she is meant to destroy um vampires so um (laughs) Another one with a great like ensemble cast. Yeah, ensemble cast. Um, Well, big name now. I wouldn't say big name. Yeah, like you have uh, like charisma Carpenter. You have um, Allison Hannigan, Nicholas Brandon, um, Anthony Stewart He, David Boreanaz, Seth Green, (laughs) Seth Green, Masters. Yeah, you you have a a really great um, ensemble. Yeah. Um, and it, in a way, this is kind of like my Smallville, if yeah. you will, where it's kind of the teen drama, um, but there's vampires, <laughs> and so um, just a like a lot of twists and turns, a lot of mystery, great fight scenes and action. Even Pedro Pascal makes a oh, yeah. appearance yeah. in this, um, <laughs> but uh, you have uh, a lot of. Heavy themes and a lot of comedy, kind of Joss Whedon's normal uh, forte.
1: So. Yeah, and, yeah, a lot of a lot of um people who made a lot of people who made their acting debut or did some some guest roles. Like you said, you got uh, Pedro Pascal had a small role in it. Eliza Dushku, oh, had yeah, it, Eliza
2: Dushku. Um,
1: James Masters, who we spoke of he um, fun connection. He was in Smallville for a couple seasons. Um. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I I never really got into Buffy, but I remember everyone being on. You know, are you uh, is, you know, do team, like, Angel, Teen Teen Angel, team Angel, team Angel, Spike, team Spike. You know, yeah. or do you think uh, Xander's hot? I remember all those kind of conversations.
2: Um. Well, it's like they, it was. Yeah. The, they kind of did a pretty good job of making, like, initially when the show started, it's like, oh yeah, Xander is kind of the dorky, goofy mm. guy who then gets the Cordelia character um, who's like the big cheerleader, hot girl. And then, but him and Willow always had this thing back and forth, and then Buffy falls in love with Angel and but she kind of has this thing with Spike, and Spike's the bad boy. Yeah, it, it's it all gets it, it. Like I said, it gets very uh, it's very teen drama. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> so, um, and then they go off to college, and didn't they have a musical episode? They did, they did. <laughs> so it <laughs> they it's it's very like I said. It again like Firefly, they kind of tried to blend a lot of different sort of genres, whether it be comedy, action, drama, teen, angst, stuff. Um, this one lasted a lot longer than Firefly. Yeah, seven seasons, 144 episodes. Yeah, and then had a spin-off Angel yep. series. Um, and that was a pretty successful series as well. That was, yeah. so um, Very good show. Um, definitely Worth checking out. Um, And then uh, I guess we'll get into the next one. Um, This is my entrance onto nonfiction. Is River Monsters. Um, Jeremy Wade did this on Animal Planet. Mm -hmm. Um, It's pretty much where he goes around the world trying to catch giant fish. Um, It kind (laughs) of starts off where he... Like reads an article like, oh, someone was in this river and they got eaten by this mysterious fish and he'll go and try and catch it. And um so he just goes around the world doing that sort of thing. And it's it's the first season has a lot more like dramatization, if you will, okay. about like, oh, this person went underwater and then they never came back and they'll have like a reenactment or something (laughs) like that. And it's, but further on, he gets a lot more, um, like kind of scientific and practical. Um, I just think it was definitely something that they were probably forcing him to do. Um, but yeah, it lasted what, like nine seasons, nine seasons. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then, like, I think in the last few seasons, he branches out from rivers and lakes and goes to the ocean, um, which is kind of cool because you get to see, like, different kinds of fish. But Mm -hmm. it was just nice because it's like, hey, you get to learn a lot (laughs) about about these creatures and how to fish. Uh, So uh, just a fun little show. Great to watch, like, if you want to want something on. In the background. (laughs) Alright. So, Adam, do you pick Buffy with fake monsters? Or do you pick river monsters with fish monsters? Uh, I gotta pick Buffy. Okay. So this is gonna put Firefly versus Buffy now. Josh versus Josh. Josh versus Josh. (laughs) Alright. Alright. Now, up next for you, Matt, you got Star Trek Deep Space Nine versus House of Cards. Yeah, okay. So this is...
1: It's going to be a tough... Uh, okay, it's, it's tough, but I, don't, I already kind of have an idea which way I'm going to go with this. <laughs> I have um, a feeling. <laughs> so, we talked a little bit about House of Cards a couple weeks ago when we did Baby Driver. Yeah, we had to bring up the Kevin the Spacey yeah. in the room. And House of Cards, I'm not sure if you've watched it. Um, for me, the first five seasons are phenomenal. Six seasons kind of throwaway but that was because of Kevin Spacey and they mm-hmm. had to, they fired him and had to end the series with the season and they wrote him off and uh, they made uh Robin Wright the main character for the last season mm-hmm. and it it just was weird you mm-hmm. can tell they had to write it hastily and, and get it out there um very very good political drama um <laughs> I tell my wife when you when you watched it it came out in 2013 um and you're like okay there's no way some of these things a president or someone would do as a member of congress Mm -hmm. and then you had 2016 and the Trump years and you go this is not that far off pace yeah that is Um, true um big name cast you've got uh Kevin Spacey, you got Robin Wright, you have, uh, Katie Mara, you've got, um, he was in Ant-Man and the, Ant-Man, the first Ant-Man, mm-hmm. um, and recently in Quantum uh, Corey Stoll yeah. for a season, you got Marsh- 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 Marshala Ali, yes. um, he plays a big role for the first four seasons, it's a pretty big name cast for that. Yep. And, there's and didn't David
2: Fincher, like, produce this?
1: Yeah. Yep. It's the first Netflix-produced streaming show. Yes. Um, and everyone at the time was like, wow, uh, you know, Netflix is the only streamer really out there, and they're going to have their own original production. And it was really good. Um, yeah, so if you haven't watched it, and you like political thrillers, it's a little bit more... I would say less drama, more political than West Wing was. Mm -hmm. Um, But fair comparisons between the two. yeah. Um, And that's going up against Deep Space Nine. Um, So for me, this is, and we've talked about it before, this is my Star Trek show. This is what really sold me on Trek. I'd watched Next Gen, it was coming out with my dad. I'd seen all the original series movies. I enjoyed them. But this, for me, was... I think, what sold me. And the reason I say that is because you've got... It's a very serialized... You didn't see that in in Star Trek at all. Or really, 90s TV, serialized Mm -hmm. dramas like this, where for all seven seasons, it pays off if you watch it, because you've got storylines that continue to evolve and are finally resolved at the end of the series. You've got to... A pretty good name cast in terms of where they are now mm-hmm. and what they've done. So, you've got Avery Brooks, who we discussed last week a little bit in American History X. Um, Michael Dorn comes from the next gen over and plays Worf again. Alexander Sitting, um, been in a lot of big name movies now. He always kind of plays, obviously, the Middle Eastern guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in Game of Thrones, Syriana, Kingdom of Heaven, uh, Clash of the Titans. 21 break, I mean he's got some pretty big shows or mm-hmm. movies under his belt um, he's been in Walking Dead I'm trying to think of another big show he's been in recently I can't think of it 24 24 yeah <laughs> he's 24 um, Clone Wars <laughs> and the Bad Batch there you go <laughs> Um, so you know I, I've talked about it before and I don't want to be the dead horse with this but I, I think if you want to get into Star Trek this is the show to really, I think, give you like serialized drama to get into Star Trek. Um, and I think the reason it kind of sold me on Star Trek was... Yeah, you know, next-gen was great, but you didn't have any character drama or conflict with each other. And in this, you've got character growth, character drama. It wasn't just next planet, next alien of the week. You've got, mm-hmm. you know, a couple wars that they had to go through. You see PTSD. You see a lot of real things going on that Trek didn't really touch until now. Mm. So, um, I think Adam already knows where I'm going with this. I'm yeah, going to move do. DS9 on to the next round. So, Adam, here we go. We It's your turn to talk about comedies. You've got Friends and Last Week Tonight. Yeah,
2: so Friends, the sitcom, comedy, pretty much the, uh, the thing that Everyone thinks of uh, other than Seinfeld for that sitcom. Comedy. Oh yeah, for '90s sitcoms. Yeah, um, just a bunch of people, their relationships. Their you have a brother, sister, and their friends, and then they all get involved with each other at some point. Uh, Hopefully not the brother and sister. No, I've well, seen the show. <laughs> but it's like. Rosk gets with Rachel Chandler gets with Monica. Joey and Phoebe do not get together, but Joey does have a thing that with was a yeah, that I think they wanted to do something a little different. But Phoebe gets with Paul Rudd. So <laughs> there you go. But if you want to talk about like an era of television. Oh yeah. Everyone was, was on
1: it. Must watch T V for ten straight years. Yeah.
2: Um and yeah, it may not have ended as great as people wanted. Um, I don't but, think there's an easy way to tie up that show. Oh no, but it it was definitely the like in my mind the quintessential sitcom. Oh, it,
1: it was very much that quintessential '90s early 2000s. Yeah, sitcom
2: you you that wouldn't ever have, watched. You wouldn't have uh, how I met your mother. Oh, no, or any like. That seventy show no, or anything wouldn't. without this. So, yeah. um, and I'll just keep it short. Like it's you have just great actors playing iconic characters, and it's kind of the big thing for me. It was always f- between like the three guys and the three girls. I think everyone could find like a personality trait that was kind of like. Oh, that's me. Or oh, I'm a little bit of mm-hmm. Ross. I'm a little bit of Joey. I'm a little bit of Chandler. Like, or I'm a little bit of Rachel. It. Everyone could find kind of a middle ground, and that's why I think it worked <laughs> really well. So, um, lasted a long. Ten years. Um, ten years, and. 236 episodes yeah so lasted a long time um, I'll keep it like I said I'm going to keep it short like if you haven't seen it where have you been? <laughs> yeah I mean but, look at the,
1: I mean, it was one of those shows and I've watched it in this entirety too where you had movie stars want to be guest stars yeah. on the show you've got Bruce Willis
2: Bruce Willis Brad Pitt Brad Pitt Paul um, Rudd yeah um, Howard wasn't even a big name at that point. No, no, but um, you even had uh, Chris Isaacs, the Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck. You got. You had a, like just people wanted to be on like an episode or two. Oh yeah, and it all just kind of was working out for them. But yeah. Um, yeah, we've all seen Friends. We know what that's about. Um, so the next one for me is another. Um, More of a late night show that's nonfiction. Uh, Last week, tonight with John Oliver. Um, (coughs) uh, Think of it like kind of the Daily Show, but on on HBO. On HBO, so they can say the F word and do ridiculous stuff. But he really does uh, handle some uh, real deep material. through a comedic lens. Um, so he always kind of starts the show off with some goofy stuff, and then they go into their main story, and then they have a few other kind of um, segments. But generally, they do most of the the main stories kind of the most.
1: Yeah. And, I, and it's, it's a fun...
2: Like I said, it's like The Daily Show, but
1: with the F word. And that's where he got his big start, too, was he was on The Daily yep. Show with Jon Stewart. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was the correspondent. And yep. The It was fun. It was always fun with him on The Daily Show because he was the British correspondent on American Things. And it was yes. just like
2: He was just like, what the hell are you Americans doing? Well, and that's one of the things I like. And, I mean, Trevor Noah just recently left uh, The Daily Show. I always kind of preferred, like, how... Like, they're presenting news, like American news or world news, but it's through a different kind of lens from what we as Americans kind of see. So they can bring sometimes a little bit more nuanced approach or a more insightful approach or just ridicule it (laughs) to, to high hell. But, so that's kind of, that's the big thing I liked about, uh, that I like about uh, last week, tonight, is that, one, he can tackle some issues that I think the Daily Show wouldn't normally let them tackle. Um, he can talk about some pretty messed up stuff. <laughs> he can get sued. <laughs> and do a musical number about getting sued. It's it's just a great show to watch. So, if you're if you're just interested in current events, um, it's a it's definitely one to check out.
1: All right. So, are you going to are you going to go with friends or gonna go with last week tonight?
2: I think for variety, I'm going to go with last week
0: tonight. All right.
1: Last week.
2: Last I can't I tell you <laughs> <laughs> but I just figured you know what for for something to add a little little bit of spice to the. That's okay. <laughs> All um, right, we're down to your my final your final one. So we got Band of Brothers
1: and Futurama. That's a it's going to be a tough one on this one for me. Yeah, that's <laughs> you've got period war. Historical piece. Yes. Um, and Steven
2: Spielberg, Tom Hanks produced, I believe.
1: Yeah. And you've got Futurama.
2: <laughs> Which is coming back. So I
1: think it fits in the fact that you have one show that's...
2: Spike my two shows that are metal <laughs>
1: Um So I'll start with Band of Brothers. Um, like you said, Steven Spielberg, Tom Hanks produced. Um, Tom Hanks actually directed an episode. Mm-hmm. 10 part series that was it so it's a limited run um just a phenomenal story oh yeah and each episode kind of focused on a different member uh, so th- so for those you don't know a little dramatized but it's about Easy Company which is a part of the 101st Airborne Division um so these are the guys that parachuted in a Normandy um the day before D-Day started yeah Kind of behind the lines. Yeah, behind the lines. And it starts with them training before they even do the jump. Um, So the central character of the series is Major Dick Winters, um, played by... I can't think of his name right now. Oh, Damian Lewis. Mm -hmm. Um, This is his first big role. Yeah. Um, But this is one of those shows where you have a lot of history and a very historical accuracy. Um... Show American audiences, 50 years after World War II ended, what it was like for these guys. They didn't paint it as a big private Ryan. Yeah, very much like Saving Private Ryan. They didn't present it as this big heroic. These guys are tough guys, and they just run around shooting Nazis. Mm -hmm. This is. It shows the PTSD before we knew what PTSD really was. It shows the camaraderie these guys had going through these horrible, horrific battles. And then having replacements come in to serve with them that hadn't seen the Atrocity of War yeah. yet. Um, big name cast, you've got, uh, like I said, you've got Damian Lewis, Ron Livingston, Neil McDonough, David Schwimmer, <laughs> David from, Schwimmer, from friends. <laughs> um, Colin Hanks, uh, Donnie Wahlberg. You have some cameos from some big name stars coming on later on down the road, Tom Hardy. Mm-hmm. Um, Jamie Fallon had a bit role yep. in it. Um, just a... It's a great... Scott Grimes. Scott Grimes, I am trying, trying to think of his name. Um, in ER. Mm-hmm. He's in Oroville now. Um, just a lot of... I wouldn't say big name stars at the time, which makes it even better because you... But they're working actors. They're working actors. You're not watching it because, like, oh, it's star power. I'm watching this because it's got Samuel L. Jackson in it. Yeah, no, you're watching watching it because... It's a
2: story. ...these people know how to play characters.
1: (coughs) (laughs) They do. And it's great because, you see, um... Before every episode, they had interviews with the surviving members of Easy Company. Mm -hmm. And they don't tell you who is who until the last episode. Mm -hmm. And so you don't... You just know you're hearing from a guy. You didn't know you're hearing from the actual major Dick Winkers. You're not mm-hmm. hearing from any of the other characters. You know, a Ronald Spears or or Albert Blythe or anything like that. So mm. I think that was kind of fun. Um, big budget for an HBO show for a two 10- oh, yeah. episode series. Um, I don't have a specific number, but I know this was like big news when they were doing this because it was yes. a huge big budget. Obviously with Tom Hanks and Spielberg's backing, yeah. they had the room to do that. And then you've got Futurama, U <laughs> <laughs> Turn, <laughs> which is coming back. I will see produced by Matt Groening, who did The
2: Simpsons and is doing that enchant disenchanted disenchanted. Um, yeah, this is probably my favorite of his work. Oh yeah, I mean, I know a lot of people are like, "Oh, The Simpsons is great," and I'm, I, I think it's a little long of the tooth now. Yeah, I, I just. Futurama was always where it was at for me. Yeah. And Futurama, I mean if you haven't watched it, you need
1: to watch it. This is it's such a fun tribute to
2: sci-fi and comedy at the same time. I mean... And a commentary on like current events. Oh, it is. <laughs> Very much so.
1: And in a, in a tongue-in-cheek way that other shows that you'll bring up next yes, don't quite do in the same manner. Mm-hmm. Um... And you got a pretty good size, pretty decent cast. Um Billy West, if you are a animated fan of anything, he's been in it. Yep. Um very prolific voice actor, Ren and Stimpy. Yep. Um most Nickelodeon shows we grew up on. Exactly. Yeah, hate. Um, <laughs> I mean, I will pull it up right now. I know his his credits are just nuts. Uh Invader Zim. Yeah. Yeah, as I said, Ren and Stimpy, he's done characterizations of Bugs Bunny, Daffy Doug, Elmer mm-hmm. Fudd. Uh, yeah. I, I I could go on talking about everything David West, or Billy West has done.
2: Yeah, it's... And he plays
1: long? Philip J. Fry, our, our protagonist. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, Dr. Farnsworth. Man from Farnsworth. the... So, he... Philip J. Fry, a man who gets frozen in 1999 and gets wakes up in the year 3000. Yes, so man out of
1: time. Um, You've got Katie Seagal playing Leela. Katie Seagal, best known for at this time. um, Married with children. Yes. Um, And she's done a lot of things since then. Sons of Anarchy. Mm -hmm. Uh, She's been in Pitch Perfect. Um, Katie is a pretty prolific TV actress um, John DiMaggio
2: is a, another big name <laughs> my favorite character <laughs> plays Bender he also plays Marcus Phoenix in the Gears of War games <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I don't have it here in our recording space but in my work office I actually have a Bender with a cigar sitting <laughs> on my desktop.
2: Bite my shiny metal <laughs> ass
1: <laughs> um, Phil Lamar, another prolific voice mm-hmm. act. it's just a Star 7 in cast in terms of voice acting. Here's um, some information. Oh, Jesus. Siri's talking to me about Phil Lamar. Mm. <laughs> um, so, it's been canceled and revived several times. Yes. Um, it got canceled twice on Fox, came back as a movie series, mm-hmm. and then got renewed, I think it was it Netflix. No, Comedy Central. Comedy Central, Comedy yeah. Comedy Central brought it back for a couple seasons, got cancelled, and now it's coming back on Hulu. Yes. So go watch it. You'll find it. It's great. Alright, so now I've got to pick between period historical war or Futurama. And I'm gonna go Futurama. Okay. Alright, Adam. So we're down to your last your last two head head yes. matchups that we'll discuss today. We've got South Park, yep, and Peacemaker, which is actually a little more in line with each other. Yeah,
2: so South Park started long, long ago in uh, <laughs> from a town in Colorado, um, nineteen ninety seven. Ninety seven. Jeez, that's almost as old as my sister. <laughs> um, but yeah, so South Park's this kind of silly animated series from Trey Parker, Matt Stone, um, where they try and churn out a episode every week. Um, they initially were very, had some like more, it's about a bunch of kids. If you haven't seen South Park, we're not going to get into this, but it's like, it's a bunch of kids experiencing the world. Um, and, uh, But Trey Parker, Matt Stone, like, put a lot of current events, political events, like, things in it. And so you're kind of seeing things through these kids' eyes. Yeah. Um, And each of them are kind of different. Like, you have Stan and Kyle, who are kind of the more level-headed kids. Then you have Butters, who is very innocent, very naive. Then you have Cartman, who is like your true chaotic, evil character. Like the worst things that could happen, Cartman's going to do it. And then Kenny is just Kenny. (laughs) So, um, if you haven't seen the show, it's great. Um, Can't wait for Casa Bonita to open up soon. Um, But yeah, they... uh, They've been doing this for a long time, and they are very... Uh, the one thing I always liked that they said is because people were like, oh, what, like you're making fun of this group, or... They make fun this. of everybody. And the thing they said, they were like, if we don't make fun of everybody, then we're being prejudiced. If we just yeah. make fun of one, one group, one ethnicity, one religion, or one actor, then we're being prejudiced, but we make fun of everyone equally. So, <laughs> And I one thing I like about South Park, and I mean,
1: I've watched it here in a bit as I got older. I used to watch it a lot more in high
2: school and college.
1: Is how... I mean, they make episodes so fast because it's just these two guys. Yeah, they and make it they in a week. Characters.
2: <laughs> it's always in a week.
1: <laughs> yeah. I remember during the 20, 2008 election, and it was Obama versus McCain. Mm-hmm. And... The episode came out two days after the election, and they made it, and they left it open. So on Wednesday, when they found out who won the election, they could plug and play mm-hmm. parts of the speech from from the Obama win, and just kind of play it that way. Yeah, that's
2: how fast they turn it around. Yeah, they they're they just churn these things out constantly.
1: So let me ask you two questions before we move on. Favorite episode and favorite character.
2: Ooh. Randy Marsh is my favorite <laughs> character. And the one episode that always like really stood out for me is when Randy is trying to break the world record for the biggest piece of shit.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like I mean Kyrix. And <laughs> it
2: turns out like Bono is just a giant piece of shit. Yeah, that that's one that always stu- like always sticks out to me so all right um and then uh all oh. right we're gonna move on well, before to- you
1: move on i gotta tell you my oh talk. yeah go for it butters mm-hmm. and my just because he's so innocent and my favorite episode you're gonna laugh why i picked it the last the mehicans yeah <laughs> The last of the Mexicans. <laughs> yeah. And only because Butters becomes Montequilla. And for those who don't know, Montequilla is Spanish for Butters.
2: <laughs> and that was pretty good. I think the kids were playing a, a game Border Patrol. A border Patrol game. <laughs> and Butters ends up getting deported to Mexico
1: <laughs> and becomes like a messiah to the Mexican people. I remember him just standing on the balcony of Mexico City, naked,
2: <laughs> raising his arms in the air, and everyone's going, Oh! <laughs> so the adults in the show are are actually some of the most unstable, ridiculous characters, like Randy and they're all ridiculous, but the kids are kids but weird shit just, just oh. keeps happening
1: alright, <laughs> right. so we're gonna move on to Peacemaker yes,
2: so Peacemaker's new show on HBO Max, well new-ish um, based off of uh, James Gunn's uh Great film, Suicide Squad, um, that came out a few years ago. This one picks up with uh, John Cena's uh, Christopher Smith character or peacemaker um, at the end of the Suicide Squad movie. Um, Great, great show with um, lots of comedy, but it's very. (laughs) <laughs> very definitely your James Gunn type of comedy. Um, very dark. Um, very bloody. <laughs> but uh, it's just a fantastic uh, show. Pretty much it's like at the end of Suicide Squad, uh, John Cena's character gets shot. So he this picks up a few months later after he's recovered yeah. from being shot. And then... He gets roped back into working for um, Task Force X um, to kill people. But now he's kind of having problems (laughs) with killing people. And you get to meet his uh, unofficial sidekick, um, Vigilante, who is probably... Like, apparently, from what I understand, the original person they hired to play Vigilante... Uh, had to drop out, and so they pulled this guy, the Freddie Stroma, in, and he steals the show okay. <laughs> completely. Like he is, a, he's a complete psychopath, but he's like kind of lovable. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's just another ensemble, great, uh, great cast. A lot of the people you see from. The Suicide Squad, yeah. like uh, Jennifer Holland, Steve Agee. Um, you see a lot of them coming yeah. back.
1: From their little support roles from supporting um,
2: Team X. Exactly. And then you get like Robert Patrick coming in. Um, and then uh, Danielle Brooks coming playing in. Waller's in daughter. Yeah, yeah. Playing Waller's daughter. Um, but yeah, it's just a hilarious alien invasion. Just kind of on a smaller scale. So definitely worth a check out. I don't want to spoil anything, but definitely if you don't like... uh, If you're not into the blood guts and uh, John Cena running (laughs) around in tidy whities then you might want (laughs) to pass. All right, Adam, who are you moving on to the next round? It's got to be South Park. Oh, wow. It's just for... Like I would love like I hope they do another season of Peacemaker, but it's like South Park just has the They so so Peacemaker is
1: doing another season but it's been delayed because of
2: James Gunn's new responsibilities yes, running uh, DC. Yeah, so but if they can keep up the momentum then great, but South Park has <laughs> been doing this since ninety seven, so Yes.
1: all right. So now that we've discussed our sixteen T V shows, yeah and we've moved on to the top eight for each or total we got to keep the bracket going. So I've got to pick between Clone Wars and Game Game of of Thrones. All
2: right, Matt, what you got?
1: I'm going to go, and it's going to be a hot take, I'm going Clone Wars. Okay. Um, Just because the way the series ended and the final fight between Darth Maul and Ahsoka seals it. All right. So, Adam, you've got Firefly or Buffy. The Battle of Joss Whedon.
2: Yeah. I. You know, this is hard because... Buffy was like I said, like growing up, it was a big thing for me. Firefly was bigger for me when I was older. I gotta go with, gotta go with Firefly. Okay. I mean, I'm not a big into the teen drama stuff anymore. All right, what what do you got up next? You got DS9, Futurama. Oh, that's gonna be difficult.
1: I, I'm. I mean, I'm torn. DS9 is my seminal Star Trek favorite, and Futurama's my animated favorite. I think in terms of re- relevance and impact culturally, I'm going to go with
2: Futurama. Yes! <laughs> yes! All right. Shut so, up and take my money. <laughs> so now you've got to pick between Last Week Tonight and South Park. It's got to be South Park still. Okay. Though I love... Last week, tonight, again, just kind of going with cultural significance. All right, Adam. So I've got Clone Wars and... I'm I'm looking at our top four. We've got Firefly, Clone Wars, Wars, Futurama, and South Park. Park.
1: Firefly is the only non-animated show on here left.
2: That is true. But you know what I'm going to vote for. You're going to go South Park. No, I'm no, going to vote for Firefly.
1: You're going Firefly, and I am going Futurama.
2: Okay, let's do this. <laughs> Battle of the F shows.
1: Alright, folks. So, you've heard us discuss our bracket. And where we're going to go from here is, is up to you guys. Much like our movie week. Yes. You guys need to go to our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Discord page, TikTok...
2: I'm gonna get destroyed on this (laughs) (laughs) bracket,
1: and you got to vote between Firefly or Futurama. Um, Yeah, Adam. After after we discussed how you think we're gonna get destroyed in Raiders of the Lost Ark versus Big Fish. We got Firefly Futurama. I think it's going to be tilted the other way. I think,
2: yeah, you're going to win this one, but I'm okay with it because I love Futurama as well.
1: <laughs> so when this episode drops, guys, you'll be able to go to our Facebook page and vote for your favorite, or any of our social media pages, not just yeah. Facebook. Firefly or Futurama. We'll have a TikTok video for each. Most views is as a vote yeah. for, for each one. Or, not most views, I mean, total number of views ca- accounts for the votes. Yeah. Um, we'll have a discussion going on our Discord at Geek Drink Pod, where you can discuss our entire bracket um, and where you think we should have picked differently, and maybe you have a different top two. Yeah. So, more to follow on that, guys. Voting is open. You can vote all month, and we'll reveal the results in April. Alright. Well that does it for another episode of the Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast. Tune in next week for our third week of our March Madness bracket. Yes, We're going to do Actors and Actresses. Yes. So Adam's going to pick his top 8. I'm going to pick my top 8. And we're going to compare apples to apples at this point I think. Yeah.
2: And then uh, I think at the end of the month we're doing video video games games with a recurring guest coming back. So,
1: thank you guys for listening, and everyone have a great geek week. Take
2: it easy.
0: Thanks for listening to another episode of the Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast. Tune in next week to see what our geeky host will discuss next week. Goodbye.